Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. There are, you're going to be shocked by this, but there are two ditches. (laughs) One ditch is, um, it's all about uh, God and unity and the mission of the church. And the other ditch is, it's all about me. <laughs> you guys know that one. <laughs> you're, you're, it's all about me, right? And anybody been in the ditch where it's like, it's all, you've like, like poured yourself out and there was nothing of you left. And you realize that's probably not a good place to be. It's a little bit dysfunctional, no? But then you went to this ditch. It's all about me, right? And, uh, and in this place, anybody found that to be mildly dysfunctional? <laughs> the beauty of the cross is it's never either or, it's always both and. In fact, I truly become fully me in Christ. I truly become me in the body. I truly become who he's called me to be when I pour myself out for others. And that's the whole thing we're talking about, that finances, that we, we pray about that, that, you know, that God would take care of all of our finances, right? Like we declare. Not so we can go live in Boca, but so that we can pour out ourselves for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of his glory and, the, and what he wants to do in the earth. It's not self-obsessed. It is God wants me to be the best me I am in the context of the body so that he can pour out his life in me and through me to the world. All right. So if you guys have Bibles, you uh, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, as Masha mentioned. And the thing about it is we've been going through, the cha- uh, through 1 Corinthians, and if you've noticed one thing... Over and over and over again, everything he's talking about is for the sake of unity. He's going against everything that causes division. Why? Because Jesus died on the cross, not simply to to redeem us from our sins, not simply to, to bring us into who we are, but to bring us into communion with God and with one another. That's the whole point. And so he's, he's going after, and one of the things that's so important to understand um, is the Bible makes sense only in context. Anybody had your words taken out of context, right? What happens? People take things you said, and they use them for their own purposes. We can't do that with Scripture, Okay. We can't do that with scripture. Um, We have to read it in context. And the context of 1 Corinthians is he is warring for a body that for various reasons has become divided. They become divided over different uh, theologies. They become uh, divided over, uh, (laughs) over some people like, you can't tell me how to live. And other people who are saying, oh, we're going to tell you how to live and we're going to beat you too, right? <laughs> right? You know, two ditches. And he's crying over and over again. And so he's now going to talk about another place where they found to divide. Isn't that wonderful? I'm so glad they were go-getters and they were going out of their way to help us have, uh, to write this letter. So 
verse 1 of chapter 12. What does it say? It says, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be uninformed. Now, a lot of uh, books, uh, a lot of translations say gifts there. That's actually, the word there is actually about spiritual matters, about the things of the Spirit. And he says, you know that when you were pagan somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed. Sounds pretty obvious, wouldn't you say? Uh, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. What's going on here? So he is speaking to a, group, a bunch of people, most of, a lot of whom were raised in paganism. Paganism, you, they had a different God for everything, right? You, needed, you had a problem with colds, you went to the God who dealt with colds. If you had a problem with money, you went to God who dealt with money. If you had a problem with this, you, always, you, you picked which God you, you wanted, right? Based upon your need. And so their thing is, is they have this idea that, uh, that, they'll, that they're going after all this spiritual stuff. Anybody had, know somebody who went after, something, went after spiritual things and ended up cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? Do you know what I'm talking about? And what he's trying to say is if you are pursuing the spirit of God, it's not going to be messed up. What he's saying is it's not going to end up in a place, the extreme version is, where in the name of God, Jesus is cursed. Well, that's obvious, right? Jesus said you'll know a tree by its fruit, right? And if the fruit of your hyper-spiritual experience is you divide from the body and you pursue a lifestyle of sin, is that God? You seem confused. <laughs> that was not a trick question, Okay. All right. No, if your hyper-spirituality causes you to judge everybody around you, is that God? Okay, good. You guys were really scaring me there for a minute. All right, all right. So, but he said, Jesus is Lord. In other words, if I am following the Spirit, it should lead me into more and more submission to God, to Jesus, and it should manifest as fruit in my life. There are different kinds of gifts. This word gifts, you know what these gifts means? Gifts means is when God pours himself out on your life, there's results. What does that look like? But the same spirit distributes them. In other words, well, I'm really after the God of financial breakthrough. Uh, well, don't we worship the same God? No, no, I'm after this God. Okay, I'm going to keep this between the navigational beacons we got to get somewhere. But the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of, of working energies of God being poured out, but in all of them and in every one is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Do I earn it? No. Do, do I work it up? I receive it. To one, there is given the spirit um, uh, through the spirit a message of wisdom, a word of wisdom. Anybody had wisdom that was more than what you have, right? That's that's Holy Spirit pouring out. James says, if any of us lacks wisdom, what should we do? Ask. It's given. It's not so you can be super smarty pants and have an answer for everybody, but it's so that you can receive his wisdom. You know what wisdom is? 
Wisdom is not knowing what, it's knowing what to do when and how. Anybody feel that might be helpful in life? Anybody found that, oh, I'll get to that in a minute. I'm just trying to keep you guys alive until I kill you. Anyway, moving on <laughs> to another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. One of the beautiful things that happened at Love Fest uh, last week is people walked in and they sat down in front of people who knew nothing about them. And yet, by the spirit, they began to tell them about themselves. Had one guy, he came in, he's not part of a rise, he hasn't even lived in the state for a while, going through an incredibly rough time when every promise of God seemed to have fallen by the wayside. Anybody been there? Like, apparently, God, you got confused. You got the address wrong or something, or I screwed it up or whatever. And he's in this place, and on his, the last thing he did is he went to, I think it was to Brent and Jill had a booth, and he got a scripture. And the scripture was the scripture like 10 people had given him nine months ago before everything went to hell in a handbasket. And it was like the promises of God are yes and yes. They couldn't have known that was the verse that's on his life, but he, Jesus does. God gives knowledge, not so we can go, look at me, I'm amazing, but so that people know that he sees them, that he loves them, that he is for them. To another, faith by the same spirit. Anybody ever needed faith? So the gift of faith, faith, by the way, is a choice. I've said this before. If you, if you, you know how I know you have faith in your Uber driver to get you to the destination? You've gotten the car, right? I mean, it's not like, I don't know how I feel about you, Rashid. I'm not sure. I don't know, right? No, it's I just get in, right? It's a choice. But anybody had a moment where suddenly uh, welled up inside of you a faith that wasn't even yours. That's the gift of faith. And he said, so, I mean, I've had that. Anybody here, like you gave a prophetic word and you're like, oh my gosh, that's a little too much detail. I'm a little terrified, but somehow I know this to be true. It's a gift of faith. To another, gifts of healing. So who does the healing, by the way? Jesus. Jesus right? He gives it. It's his gift to another, uh, uh, um, to another miraculous powers. I love that. That's kind of the all-inclusive, right? Like, I don't know. I was just walking on water in the bathtub this morning. I don't know, you know, like multiplication. I mean, in other words, and to another prophecy and to another distinguishing between spirits, is it not helpful to know what spirit you are of? Remember, Jesus goes, guys, you wanted blood. Call down fire on people. You don't know what spirit you are of. And to another, uh, speaking in different kinds of tongues, still another interpretation of tongues. And all of these are the work of the one and same spirit. Don't go off and, well, I, I, I knew a guy uh, years ago by the name of, of Roma, uh, and he had been a witch before he became a Christian. <laughs> And he approached Christianity the same way he had witchcraft. And uh, he was like, oh, by the way, I've collected all the spiritual gifts now. I was like, how do you do that? And he's like, yeah, I got this one. I got that one. I got this one. You don't possess them. They are poured out and given any more than you can possess a river. It flows in you. And I have a question can you, if it's all the same spirit, can God give you all of these? Yes. 
who determines what you get? And why does he give you some gifts at some times and others at other times? Because you need it or people need it. Either one, right? Let's I not... think the common good is the key, key words right there, yep. right? So he will know how to flow through you. Come on. Listen, he gives what others need. I can't tell you the number of times. I've got a friend. Uh, he lives in, in Nashville, and he will, he'll, I will call him up, and he never answers the phone. He wants it to go to voicemail so that I'll leave him a prophetic word that he'll then have recorded. But I want you to know something. He has such a high value for me. He gets words out of me that I can't do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so far above my pay grade. Why? It's for his good. It's not about how awesome I am. It is how much God loves him and how much on He just draws it. Wouldn't it be amazing if we drew the best out of each other? Not demanding, but calling it forth. He thinks I'm better than I am, and suddenly in his presence, I'm better than I am. Wouldn't you like to have friends who think you're better than you are, and suddenly you become better than you were? <laughs> mm. All of these are the work of the one and same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines, day by day by day, moment by moment. So just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. So each of us is different, each of us has different function, and yet we are all one body. So I have a question. Does each part of your body have a different function? Yeah. Right? I mean, your hand doesn't eat, even if you have a sock puppet, right? You know, it doesn't eat. But if the hand's not operating, the mouth doesn't eat, does it? Bring it here, bring it here, right? Like each, and if the feet aren't taking you to the refrigerator, the hand's not long enough to reach, right? Every part of the body has a function, and they all are needed for the whole. Do the lungs eat? But if the lungs don't breathe, will your mouth eat? No, <laughs> right? Each part has a different purpose and a different means, and each one is needed. But if your hand walks away from your body, Apart, unless you're part of the Adams family. <laughs> if your hand walks away from your body, believe it or not, okay, just do this. Make a fist. Do you feel the muscles in your arm? Your muscles in your... You can't make a fist without the muscles in your arm. You can't... The hand's like, we are the ones who do everything. Yes, thank you very much. We can turn on the TV. We can go on the internet. We do everything. But they can't do anything without the arm. Not just to put them there where they need to be, but actually even to, 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 to make a fist, to grab something. You and I cannot function by ourselves. We can't. We simply cannot. So we make up the body, right? And I feel like it's just um, such an important thing that, he, that Paul is writing a letter to a community. Right? Because I feel like there is this misconception, well, I belong to the global body of Christ. Well, that's not what 
that Paul is talking about. He's talking about real community of real people who actually know you. Okay? Where you are actually connected. Where you are not an atrophied foot. <laughs> right? Where the life is flowing into you because you are connected. Okay? I feel like... I feel like we've bought into this whole lie that we can just be floating somewhere out there on the internet by ourselves and our whatever, and that we are part of the body. No, if you're not connected, you are not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I'm being harsh right now. Um, but we are not mentioned. Christianity is not for the loner, right? It's not meant to be done alone. It's impossible. I mean, it is an individual relationship, but that can only be worked out in community. Come on. It cannot. You will, you know, you can flap for a while by yourself, but you will ultimately not make it. Come on. That's the reality of it. You know, I'm seeing, I felt like just there's such a cry from the Lord this morning. I just, I just felt like he was saying, like, plead with my people not to get disconnected. Plead with my people not to isolate and not to be cut off, but to step into relationships, to step into community. Like, to step into this. It doesn't matter how anointed you are. It doesn't matter if the hand knows how to play violin, right? If it's cut off, it's just going to lay on the table and bleed out. Come on. It does not matter how anointed you are if you are not connected in this system. And it doesn't matter how important you are. What is the most important part of the body? Can the brain live on itself? Oh, no. Well, what about the heart? Maybe the heart is. But you know what? If the heart doesn't have anything to feed it, then it's useless. Literally, you and I don't are unable to function, and we have no function apart from one another. There is no purpose, right? The body only functions as a body. That, that body is then able to do and reach the world and pour out and touch things and experience things as a body, right? And it's, you know, when it moves, the, what is the most important? Well, I don't know. In different seasons, different things are more important, right? Like eyes will be more important if you are driving, <laughs> right? Like, uh, you know... <laughs> Um, you know, I don't know, what, what, what other organs will be more important, or like parts of the body will be well, more the important? the mouth is important when you're eating. Oh, eating or talking, it, it kind of comes in handy, right? You can close <laughs> your eyes and still talk, but like, <laughs> right? Um, your hand is going to be very handy if you're um, cooking or whatever you, like, you know, different things will be called on, and different portions of us will be called on and will be more important just for different purposes so i and is there anything in our body that's like useless believe it or not you know the appendix they yeah. keep finding out it actually serves purposes i was thinking about that i was like well appendix is useless but they're finding out that it's not <laughs> exactly wow all these different kinds they don't even know specifically how, but the appendix, if you don't have it, you get in trouble with cancer or this and the other thing. In fact, Paul talks about this. We'll jump down. He says, 
But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, everyone, just as he wanted them. He said, you know, he says, he talks about this, that in fact, the parts that are weakest are the ones the body takes care of the most, right? You know what? If I try to poke you in the eye, what happens? You bite you. <laughs> Suddenly you become Jackie Chan, right? You know, like automatically. Like, what are you doing? Get out of here. Your eyes close. Everything goes. Your eye is the softest piece of nothing. But the whole body protects it. There are other parts of your body that if you, if somebody hits it, you're going, oh, we're going to talk. Right? We protect. The, well, all what, of our internal yes. organs are on the inside, Right. Like, you're not going to touch my liver by accident, right? Like, it's good. So let me, let me flip it around. Rather than a part of the body, if you share your vulnerability with me, am I going to protect it? Yeah. That's what the body does. The body sees vulnerability and it protects. It cares. It's, it, is, it is protective and it cares for and it serves those that are vulnerable. That's what it does. That's what a body does. But hear me on this. This is not something that humanity can do. Anybody found that to be true? You thought getting married, there would be magic pixie dust and oh, that you become one flesh. And it's more like Siamese twins who can't get away from each other, you know? And <laughs> wow, that got real. Um, <laughs> look away. Anyway, no, the reality is he says this. He says, he says, just as he says, we are all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. In other words, it doesn't matter who you are, your background, your whatever. He said, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. So two things. They're both liquid. Do you know what baptized means? Baptized, we, we've heard this before, but that word baptized is actually the same word they use for like marinate pickles. If you soak a pickle, if you take a cucumber and you marinate it into a pickle, it is no longer a cucumber, as some people who hate cucumbers have discovered, right? <laughs> there is nothing you can do to that pickle to, to re-cucumber it. it. <laughs> it is. You and I, when we said yes to Jesus, we have been baptized. We have been brought in to that body of Christ. We have been made <laughs> one with him. And turn to your neighbor and say, you're pickled. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Dude. You're in a pickle. <laughs> We're in a big pickle, a big amount of pickle. We are, we are one. We have been made new. We are united with Christ. And yet, he says, and we've been given one spirit to do what? Drink. Drink. How often do you need to drink? All the time, right? The reality is, we are one in Christ, but we only live that out in a way that's helpful to anybody if we drink. If we drink of the Spirit, if we drink of who He says I am, and I drink of who He says you are, and I drink of what He wants to do. Because remember the gifts. When you drink the Spirit, that's where the gifts come from. As I, oh, Jesus, what do you want to do? How do you want to love my neighbor? What do you want to do? And the union we have literally is only supernatural. I feel, like, I feel like I just want to address something. We, in this body, we talk a lot about destiny, about coming into your gifts, about hearing God for yourself. But I just want to say that it's, it's always all of that stuff, you coming into who you are, into your identity, into being the best self, it's not going to be for you. 
It is going to be your gift to the world. It is going to be for the others. Right? So as, lo- as soon as you turn inward and like, how can I be my best self? How can I self-actualize? How I can I blah, 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 be the most anointed, be the most famous, whatever it is, right? Whatever our goal is. We're, we've missed the mark. It's not about that. I'm sorry. You're in the wrong place. If that's your goal, like, like this is not going to happen in the body of Christ, right? It's not going to happen in Christianity. It's not why Jesus died. That's why it says in Proverbs 18:1, he who separates himself seeks his own desire. Amen. And what happens, we talked about this a second ago, what happens when I separate my hand from my body? One second. <laughs> what happens? It immediately begins to die. It immediately begins to die. One of the things is it loses sensation immediately. Anybody been by yourself and didn't realize how bad off you were? Until you got around other people and went, ooh. <laughs> I thought, all right, I do this. I wake up really early, and, and I have an amazing time all by myself. And then Masha will start talking to me, and I'm like, oh, I haven't waken, woken up yet. <laughs> like, I, my, I'm not a social human being yet. I thought I was really awesome all in my head. But the reality is we need one another, and that separation creates death. But it also creates unawareness. Yeah, so here is the, the between the two ditches, right? It's in the middle. Yes, each one of us is absolutely indispensable. Each one of us is created differently with a separate identity, with a separate calling, with a very specific DNA, with a very specific, right? Just like um, the diamond. What are those? The facets, the of, facets a of a diamond, right? One spirit many different facets, but one diamond, right? It's not for ourselves. It's not in ourselves. We are different. We are separate, but united, right? And the lie is that I can only be separate and myself out there, out from everyone else, right? That's the American ideal, Right? All well, by myself. Well, and, and that's what we <laughs> talked about ditches. Anybody here been in a relationship where you cease to exist? That's one of those ditches. That's not the point. The point is, by coming together, I should become more me. More. That's it. But not at your expense. Right? Um, another thing, though, is, what are some of the reasons why we separate from one another? Talk amongst yourselves. No, no, seriously. What are some of the other reasons? All we... right. You, you, you yell it out. All right. We get our feelings hurt. We get our feelings hurt. Theology. Theology. Come on. What are some other reasons we separate from one another? Fear. Fear, of fear and fear of rejection. Rejection. Um, I would say shame. Yeah. Comparison. Comparison. Yeah. Because the huh? Judgment. Judging, mm-hmm. So um, the funny thing about almost all of these, they're rooted in, in, they're rooted in, in judgment and fear and pushing, like, I push you away so you don't hurt me, right? So one of the worst things about it is, I, I, I'm, I've, I've created this, we'll see if it works. <laughs> no, so each of us, is a big ball of mess. Anybody found that to be true? We need to back up. 
It's gonna I think get this real. Is live. I think it's live. <laughs> Each of us is a big ball of mess. And anybody discovered parts of you were mess just by being around somebody else? <laughs> Don't nudge. <laughs> I was great till you showed up in my life. But it's, right? The thing is, is when you and I run, rub up against each other, it reveals the lies we believe about ourselves. It reveals things that aren't true. And the thing is, it starts to rip off. And, but do you know the ripping is really uncomfortable? Anybody found you feel like, good grief. But every once in a while, you know what starts to happen? Do you know what starts happening is you do. You start to see parts of your... Anybody had a, in a relationship and you're like, wow, I'm better than I thought I was. You have these moments that start to reveal you. And you start to see a facet of the diamond that was inside the whole time. But you know what? If you don't let anybody close enough to push up against your lies, against the broken parts of you, that guess what? You will stay just one big lump of coal. You'll stay this lump, this covered up with, with excrement. You'll stay this. You and I need each other to call out the diamond within. Not, and that's the way he designed us. But when we separate ourselves, and one of the things the Lord told me recently, he said, Peter, you've got to stop letting people reject you. And I'm like, I don't have any control over that. Hello? <laughs> see, see, here's the deal. Jesus, uh, Paul put it this way. We were only ever enemies of God in our own minds. See, we can be enemies of God, but he's never been our enemy. You can reject me, but I will not reject you. Ooh. You know what? You can even kill me, right? In the case of Jesus. Right. And I still... But he would still love them and forgive them. Right? He said, forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they do. If that's <laughs> so not supernatural... <laughs> that it, but hear, hear me on this. So God really challenged me on this with uh, some people in my life who, who had, I, at least anybody, you can't say what's going on in somebody else's heart, but sometimes you want to figure out what's going on in their heart. You know what I'm talking about? Like you have a whole narrative. They think this about me. They reject me, da, 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 da whatever, right? Nobody? Nobody? Use your spiritual gifts for evil, yeah. right? Like, you know, like, div that's called divination, by the way. <laughs> what's going on in their hearts, right? No, and, and, and so I had a narrative about some people that I felt had rejected me. And God goes, I need, you don't get, they don't get to tell you how you relate to them. I'm, I was like, uh, I feel like you're true, but I don't believe it. And, but he began to work on me. And as I began to forgive, as I began to release, as I began to release them, guess what happened? Out of nowhere, these are some, some people who have been out of my life for a long time started to reach out to me. As I began to reject their rejection, and I'm not saying I even reached out to them. I just allowed God to change my heart towards them. I didn't put myself in harm's way. Hear me on this. If you're in a violating, abusive relationship, that's not what I'm talking about. Do, do you hear me on this? I'm not talking about that. But the reality is when I choose God... God, we don't feel one right now, but I know you've made us one. God, show me the oneness. Show me what you have. And Lord, I want to reject 
the rejection. I want to reject the shame. I want to reject the comparison. I want to reject the narrative the enemy has been giving me about my, my brother or my sister. So now, verse 27, now you are the body of Christ. Congratulations. You are the body of Christ, and each of you is a part of it. Sorry about your luck. And God has placed in the church parts of the body, first of all, apostles. Why first of all, apostles? You don't get a new church without an apostle. That's what they are. You sent, they're called the sent out ones. They go out with the message, and they plant a church. That's what apostle is. They, so you don't get a church without an apostle. That's why it's first of all. First of all, apostles, and then and second prophets, and third teachers, and then miracles and gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and different kinds of tongues. Some people have read that as an org chart, and an order of magnitude, and an order of greatness. I've heard people that are like, they're like, they think the goal is to be president. I mean, sorry, apostle. No, that'd be like the, like the foot going, my goal is to someday be a heart. I mean, in fact, Paul talks about it. The, the apostles are the foundation that everyone is walking on. I have a question. <laughs> right? Have it's you the... thought about the foundation of this church today? Any, has anybody seen the foundation? <laughs> Let that sink in for a second. The foundation is invisible. It's not about drawing everyone's attention to yourself. The evidence of the foundation is the church, not, behold, I am a foundation. Look at me, foundation people. In fact, anybody noticed what the messiest part of a building project is? The laying the foundation, right? Anybody driven by a work site and you're like, are they ever going to do anything? Right? <laughs> Why? They're working on the... You know how many... I think it took five years to lay the foundation of the new Trade Center Towers. Wow. Like, the, the reality is, is the work of an apostle is almost completely invisible. Because they're laying the foundation. But he said, he said, do they all... Do you all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. What does he mean? I eagerly desire that God could flow through you more and more in greater and greater ways. He said, but let me now, I will show you a more excellent way. He said, as good as all that is, it's nothing compared to what I'm about to drop on you. What's he about to tell us? You who've been to a wedding recently. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is obsessed with love. love. He's like, listen, at the end of the day, listen, listen, I didn't even put this, but we're going there anyway. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm merely a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. I can have the best gifts rolling through me. And he's like, without love, what's the point? It's like you, I have an amazingly gorgeous body. I just don't have any blood. That's called a cadaver, right? Right? Without love, what's the point? Zilcho, nada. Anybody received a word that didn't come with love? Run! Right? Without love, it is meaningless. He said, I can have the gift of prophecy and fathom all mysteries and all knowledge and have a huge TV show. And if I have faith that can move Oh, a mountains. Watch this. Forget you, Harry Houdini. 
<laughs> right? David Copperfield, whatever. But do not have love. I am nothing. If I give all that I possess to the poor, and I am on the list of the greatest uh, benefactors in history and giving, give over my body to, to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Now here's a question. Where is love manifested? In Jesus, in community. Can you have love all by yourself? All by myself. That's creepy, right? I love myself. Right? No, 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 no. You cannot have or experience love apart from another. Love is always other focused. I, you can't do it. So what he's saying is you can have all this stuff and nothing. Why do you feel that traveling evangelists go off the rails so often? Because they separate themselves from and they operate in gifts apart from love. Because anybody found that love sometimes is hard? <laughs> no? Some of you are like, no, it comes easy. You are not loving until it becomes hard. And do you know what hard becomes? You know why loving becomes hard? Because the thing we call love isn't love. It's our own ability. Mm -hmm. Love only... Rubs against all of this layers, right? So I have can... to protect self-protection. <laughs> I must protect my precious. Right? Right? No. The reality is only... Only, listen, love doesn't begin until it ends. See, because our love, the I love you, love me, that's a purple dinosaur that has nothing to do with love. <laughs> love is not about good feeling. Love only begins when our love ends because God is love. And only in relationship are you pushed to the point of breaking. I want to love you, right? <laughs> no, never? No, <laughs> only, listen, I just love everybody as long as they stay far away from me. That's not love. That's not love. I don't know what that is, but it's not love. He who separates himself seeks his own desire. And so many, it's so funny, I'll talk to people and they're like, you know, COVID was amazing. <laughs> I learned to love myself. I learned self-care. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. Right? And they're sitting with a mirror all day. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> love only begins when it's hard. Because that is Jesus gets to show up at that point. Whew. So what is love? I'm glad you asked. Love is patient. Do you know what patient is? I came up with this. I'm copywriting it. Said this with our daughter. Love is patient. Patient means waiting happy with eager expectation of good. So is this patient Honey, come on. Is that patient? No. Love is eager expectation of good. How am I going to have that if I have God's view of you? So I love uh, reading that chapter and substituting the word of love with the word God. 
Because in reality, what it describes is the character of God. And because, and because God lives within us, then love is really our character. So, how about... <laughs> I need glasses. <laughs> um, could you read it with substituting love with I am? I am patient. You are kind. You don't envy. You don't boast. You're not proud. See, whenever we're any of those things, we're not being ourselves. We're being a false version. We're not the diamond. You are not self-seeking. You're not easily angered. Some of you are like, yes, I am. <laughs> you just don't know it yet. You're living from you, not from him. It keeps no records of wrongs. You keep, you no, keep record. no record of wrongs. Speak wrong. over yourself right now. I keep no records of wrong. <laughs> right? But how am I supposed to stay protected if I don't have a list of how you screwed up and hurt me? How am I going to be protected? Forgiveness. Love does not delight in evil. <laughs> they got it. But rejoices with the truth. It always protects. You always protect. You always trust. Who Christ in you, the hope of glory. You always hope. You always persevere. Love never fails. Oh. If we could have the worship team come up. We were never meant to live this life on our own or by ourselves. We are always meant to live in him, in community. And as we go into worship, I want to really challenge us. All the parts of what we talked about that either they seem too good to be true or, or couldn't possibly be true, I double-dog dare you to ask God, God, how can this be true? What do you want me to know about this? Show me who you made me to be in the midst of your body. Let's stand. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.